श्रवनम डायरीज पॉडकास्ट Bhagavad Gita as it is the book by his divine grace Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Chapter 7 Knowledge of the Absolute And today's Govardhana Puja Giriraj Maharaj ki jai Okay mm. Text number 4 Bhumi rapo nalovayu Kamano budhir evacha Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. All together, these eight constitute my separated material energies. Purport. The science of God analyzes the constitutional position of God and his diverse energies. Material nature is called prakriti or the energy of the Lord in his different purusha incarnations, expansions, as described in the Shatvata Tantra. Vishnostu trinirupani purushakyanyathovidu Ekam tu mahata srashtri Dvitiyam tvanda samsthitam Tritiyam sarvabhutastham Tanigyatva vimuchyate Quote For material creation, Lord Krishna's plenary expansion assumes three Vishnus. The first one, Mahavishnu, creates the total material energy known as the Mahatattva. The second, Garbhadakashaya Vishnu enters into all the universes to create diversities in each of them. The third, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, is diffused as the all-pervading super-soul in all the universes and is known as Paramatma. He is present even within the atoms. Anyone who knows these three Vishnus can be liberated from material entanglement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> can be liberated from material entanglement. Unquote. This material world is a temporary manifestation of one of the energies of the Lord. All the activities of the material world are directed by these three Vishnu expansions of Lord Krishna. These Purushas are called incarnations. Mm-hmm. Generally, one who does not know the science of God, Krishna, assumes that this material world is for the enjoyment of the living entities and that the living entities are the Purushas, the causes, controllers, and enjoyers of the material energy. According to Bhagavad Gita, this atheistic conclusion is false. In the verse under the discussion, it is stated that Krishna is the original cause of the material manifestation. 
Srimad Bhagavatam also confirms this. The ingredients of the material manifestation are separated energies of the Lord. Even Brahma Jyoti, which is the ultimate goal of the impersonalists, is a spiritual energy manifested in the spiritual sky. There are no spiritual diversities in the Brahma Jyoti as there are in the Vaikuntha Lokas. And the impersonalist accepts this Brahma Jyoti as the ultimate eternal goal. The Paramatma manifestation is also a temporary all-pervasive aspect of the Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. The Paramatma manifestation is not eternal in the spiritual world. Therefore, the factual absolute truth is the personality, supreme personality of Godhead, Krishna. He is the complete energetic person and he possesses different separated and internal energies. In the material energy, the principal manifestations are eight, as above mentioned. Out of these, the first five manifestations, namely earth, water, fire, air, and sky, are called the five gigantic creations or the gross creations, within, the, within which the five sense objects are included. Okay, so the first five include the five sense objects. Huh. Makes sense. What are the five sense objects? Something to hear, to breathe, to see, to taste and to touch. They are the manifestations of physical sound, touch, form, taste and smell. Sorry. Okay. We were correct. Okay. Material science comprises these 10 items and nothing more. I remember the first time I read this, I was like, whoa. But the other three items, namely mind, intelligence and false ego, are neglected by the materialists. Philosophers who deal with mental activities are also not perfect in knowledge because they do not know the ultimate source, Krishna. The false ego, I am and it is mine, which constitute the basic principle of material existence, includes 10 sense organs for material activities. Really? Hmm. Ah, look at that. What are the ten sense organs? There are five working senses and five knowledge acquiring senses. We will get that later on. But all of them are included in false ego. That's why, you know, when I was studying at um, Bhaktivedanta Theological Seminaries with Bhaktivedanta Purnamaraj, I remember we were studying... Uh, Mm, what was that? What is it called? 
Vinum Konvanta Maravinda Dalai Taksha. Brahma Samhita. We're studying Brahma Samhita and uh, over there I remember this so clearly and it just really blew my mind at that time when I heard it. And still like it's... It was described that the material creation is basically false ego. That even in impersonal Brahma duty there is that Karana Sharir, which is that last bit of snare of false ego. And it was described that Basically, the material creation is false ego plus false ego, that's intelligence, intelligence plus more false ego, that's mind, and then, like, so earth is, like, the most concentrated form of false ego. Yeah, and then, like, as soon as as you let, um, how do you call, exclude false ego, meaning, as soon as false ego turns into a real ego, meaning... I'm not the lord of all I survey. I'm not the controller and enjoyer. I am the servant. As soon as you do that, like the entire material um, you know, concept just falls apart because the false ego is not there. So here it, it says that the ten sense organs are included in false ego. Wow. That's where they are. What was that verse? Uh, um, Wow, that's why our con- our process, like in order to purify the senses, to serve the Lord with transcendental senses, we start with hearing and chanting. Wow, that's like the first manifestation that if you're a servant, you will hear about Krishna and you will talk about Krishna. And then everything else follows. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, continuing. Intelligence refers to the total material creation called the Mahatattva. Therefore, from the eight separated energies of the Lord are manifest the 24 elements of the material world, which are the subject matter of Sankhya atheistic philosophy. They are originally offshoots from Krishna's energies and are separated from him. But atheistic Sankhya philosophers with a poor fund of knowledge do not know Krishna as the cause of all causes. The subject matter for discussion in the Sankhya philosophy is only the manifestation of the external energy of Krishna, as it is described in the Bhagavad Gita. Text 5 Aparayam itastvanyam prakritim vidhimei param jiva bhutam mahabaho yayadam dharyate jagat Besides these, O mighty armed Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mine which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material 
inferior nature. Purport. Here it is clearly mentioned that living entities belong to the superior nature or energy of the Lord, of the Supreme Lord. The inferior energy is matter manifested in different elements, namely earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. Both forms of material nature, namely gross, earth, etc., and subtle, mind, etc., are products of the inferior energy. Yeah, see, just like just now we've read that the scientists just focus on the gross elements. Earth, water, fire, air, ether. Even if you talk about psychologists and psychiatrists, basically, when you talk about psychiatry, they they speak they they how say they study the mind, but it always goes into this, you know, like, there will be medications involved, and they will always be like, it won't be as scientific, because you can't really talk about these subtle elements if Krishna is not involved, without the Lord. Moreover, I would say even moreover, if you don't involve, there is Paravidya and Aparavidya. Now, in Vedic sciences, um, sciences like Ayurveda and astrology, they deal directly with these subtle elements. They speak about the mind details, they categorize different kinds of minds. Now, Ayurveda, it talks about the channels, the mental channel as one of the, you know? So, like, it's very deep in that sense. But, as we know, Vedic astrology and Ayurveda are not mainstream. They're not like discussed by material scientists and most of them they're like very much uh, skeptical regarding these sciences. So that's why they don't know how they work. They can speculate and mostly it always boils down to taking some pills or just talking about something and trying to, you know, by method of you know, trying to see some patterns and this and that. But, you know, you can see some patterns or you can, like, read the manual, you know? It's almost like they're trying to assemble the IKEA furniture without the paper, you know? Like, there are these uh, kind of uh, prabhus who are like, you know, I don't need the manual, I can just assemble it. And, like, you know, you're trying, but sometimes, you know, the the elements of this material world are so complex that we don't even know how they work. And even if we do know how they work, they work in a much deeper sense. Like, I always think that, you know, okay, Krishna has given us the science of, you know, even, you know, these Vedic sciences, you know, like Jyotish, say, as because we're speaking about it, Jyotish and uh, Ayurveda. We've been given a lot, you know, like it's deep that those who really know it is deep. But still we don't know everything, because we're small. Krishna has given us something, just like in Bhag- Bhagavatam, there's a story of Yagya Valkya, who has worshipped 
Surya Narayan, and he received the Veda which was not known before to the human race. There is many things we don't know, even if we are like Vedic people and we study Vedic literatures, there are many things we still don't know because we just don't have the capacity to understand everything. It's like, I remember also Bhaktivedya Purimaj would say that, you know, you're one ten-thousandth of the tip of the hair and material nature is one-fourth of the creation. It's not an equal match. Yeah, okay. Um, the living entities who are exploiting these inferior energies for different purposes are the superior energy of the Supreme Lord. And it is due to this energy that the entire material world functions. The cosmic manifestation has no power to act unless it is moved by the superior energy, the living entity. This is such a strong... If only we understood how... Like Chaitanya Chiritamrita in one of the purports, it says that the spirit soul is more brilliant than millions of suns. If only we knew <laughs> that, you know... You're not like some some cripple in this material body. It just limits you. It won't even act unless you move it. Energies are always controlled by the energetic and therefore the living entities are always controlled by the Lord. They have no independent existence. They are never equally powerful as unintelligent men think. The distinction between the living entities and the Lord is described in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.87.30 as follows. Aparimita druvastanum brito yadi sarvagatas tarhina shasyate tini yamo Druva nitarata ajanichayan mayam tad avimuchanian tribhavet samamanu janatam yad amatam matadushtataya. Maybe there was a different meter for that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Worried about the melody. Okay. Quote, O Supreme Eternal, if the embodied living entities were eternal and all-pervading like you, then they would not be under your control. But if the living entities are accepted as minute energies of your lordship, then they are at once subject to your supreme control. Therefore, Real liberation entails surrender by the living entities to your control, and that surrender will make them happy. In that constitutional position only can they be controllers. Therefore, men with limited knowledge who advocate the monistic theory that God and the living entities are equal in all respects are actually guided by a faulty and polluted opinion." Unquote. The Supreme Lord Krishna is the only controller and all living entities are controlled by Him. 
these living entities are his superior energy because the quality of their existence is one and the same with the supreme but they're not not never they're never equal to the lord in quantity of power while exploiting the gross and subtle inferior energy matter the superior energy the living entity forgets his real spiritual mind and intelligence This forgetfulness is due to the influence of matter upon the living entity. But then, the living entity becomes free from the influence of the illusory material energy. Mm. But when? So when he becomes free from the illusory energy, from the influence, he attains the stage called mukti, or liberation. The false ego under the influence of material illusion, thinks, quote, I am matter, and material acquisitions are mine. I am matter, and material acquisitions are mine, unquote. Okay, and some people's false ego says that I'm a piece of garbage, and... Uh, I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, there are different um, ways false ego can. His actual position is realized when he is liberated from all material ideas, including the conception of his becoming one in all respects with God. Therefore, one may conclude that the Gita confirms the living entity to be only one of the multi-energies of Krishna, and when this energy is freed from material contamination, it becomes fully Krishna conscious, or liberated. Haribo! Okay, wishing everyone, everyone and everybody happy Govardhana Puja, and Jai Jai, Jai Giri Govardhana. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare.